Bonjour at the Avenue Dans la... Okay, I was going to no. try and do the whole thing no. in French, but I, Wh- I can't. Why? No. Why? Dans? Yeah, that's the question. Dans? Uh, you're a theater kid. Why not just go with, like, the cabaret, like, Vilcomen, <laughs> Bienvenue? Nihau. <laughs> Welcome to the 79th episode of the Cracked Die podcast. Woohoo! Hooray! Woo! <laughs> we finished the book two, the book that would never end. Oh, right out of the boy. jungle. Into Yay. the fire? I think that's how it goes. I guess. Certainly something like that. So, at the end of the last playing session, not where we chatted about the book. But the last session, everyone leveled up. Nice. Pew, pew. So I would like to find out what the heck happens to your characters at level nine. And then I had a nightmare scenario where if you all survive to level 10, you get an attribute bump. <laughs> Even more terrifying. I'm not sure why that's the thing that's scary. <laughs> I mean, it's just like things that we do, we do it plus one. Like, yeah, like... That's that's kind of minor compared to I, I'm we're level nine right so so uh, knife sword having fifth level spells that mm-hmm. scares you less than us getting plus one strength <laughs> or dex or whatever. Um, only because I figure knife sword will be able to like increase his attribute that helps his spells, so their spells are going to be even worse. They're just harder to resist, I'm sure. If only my spells were changed by that attribute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go down the list, starting with Christine. What the heck happens to Soraya at level 9? Alrighty, so I have a skill increase, which means that now, as well as being a master of crafting, I am a master of arcana. That's fun. I have an ancestry feat, so uh, now Soraya is also a tree climber. I have a climb of Climb speed of 10 feet, because we all remember the rope scenario in book one, and let's just not do that again. <laughs> so that seemed that seemed useful. Um, let me see. Rob specifically remembers the rope scenario. In- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It feels yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Excuse <laughs> me, I have to go really. check my iTunes. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have ex- alchemical expertise and alertness now, so the proficiency for my class DC is expert and my perception is expert. And I also have double brew. So when I'm using quick alchemy, uh, which is when I'm making things on the fly, I can spend two batches in one action and make two bombs at the same time. Fair so nice. that's fun. So now I can like make throw throw instead of like make throw make wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. My new formulas, because I do get those at... Uh, every level. I have the crystal shards formula now, so I can chuck a little bottle of stuff that makes crystals everywhere that count as caltrops on the floor and hurt people. Uh, And I also have the moderate elixir of life, as well as the minor and lesser versions. Alright. I I think that's it all. (laughs) Not a bad not a bad level for you. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun times. Hello. What happened to Brianna. Oh, she's no longer part of the party. She uh decided to you know strike Don't out. Don't do on this her to own. me. Don't do this yeah. to me. <laughs> um Brianna got a whole bunch of fun things as well. Also a skill increase. Since she is brawny, I decided to put uh, to uh boost up her athletics. So she is now a master in athletics. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. So you know she's 
in the front might as well give her all the advantages to to that that being said she also gained an ancestry feat which i think i will hold off on uh, explaining that until it comes out in game if that is okay that sounds great but what if we want to know now what if we well, need to know to... now <laughs> well then you'll just have to wait oh, you'll have man. to stay tuned and keep listening to the podcast ah uh, but that's so much time look you've already invested 79 episodes so <laughs> yeah keep waiting then and shiver with Antissa. Say it! <laughs> Patient. How you do I? See you've met my faithful hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay! <laughs> Anything Re- else? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, she definitely got a whole bunch of things. I said skill increase. I said uh, ancestry feat, which I will explain later on. She also got uh, champion expertise, which ultimately means that uh, her prayers are strengthened with my divine power. And the proficiency ranks boost up for divine spell rolls and, and DCs that... Yeah, they increased to expert, I believe. What else? What else? I get divine smite, juggernaut, and lightning reflexes, which is a pretty cool, uh, good level yeah, for Brianna, I think. That's great. So, what what does divine smite <laughs> change for your for your smite evil? So, what it changes is that I am able to punish those that ensnare my allies into bondage if the triggering enemy was using effects like grab, restrain, immobilize, or paralyzed while I use liberating step, the enemy takes persistent good damage equal to my charisma modifier. That's right, Sean. More persistent damage. You're Track welcome. it. Which is three. Three persistent damage right now. Uh, you're welcome. What can I say? Now I know what Sean's scared of next level. Let the hit the floor. And everyone, everyone's health hit points just went up as well. Yep, yep. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, also... Being a juggernaut, you, yeah, don't roll fortitude saves against me, because, uh, yeah. Or, or do, please. Please oh, roll yeah, all your fortitude do. saves against Brianna. Oh, ju- just me, though. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to skip Twin Talon for right now. Hmm? Oh, We're going to go word. to Knife Sword. Huh? <laughs> Rob, <laughs> what, what happens? <laughs> what happens to Knife Sword? At level nine. <laughs> he, gets, he gets the ability to send a giant floating eyeball around, and that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> Come again? It's a spell that just, I can, it's like, have you ever played Warcraft? It's like Kilrog's Eye. I can just send it around and look at things. Oh my goodness. Oh, Jesus. So you get fifth level spells is what you're telling me. Oh uh, yeah, whatever. But it's an eyeball. <laughs> You're not getting it's an eyeball that just floats around <laughs> and I can put anywhere. Oh boy. You're in the shower, eyeball. Line of the DMV, eyeball. You can be anywhere. Eyeball. I I mean, if you just have the eyeball hanging around at all points in time, I'm gonna remind you my familiar is a raven. Is it- Eyeball's gonna get pecked. <laughs> well, is it small enough to put in his mouth? Because that'd be fun. 
I doubt it, but we've all seen that Jasper does not really care. This is true. I'm thinking the main purpose for this is while I'm taking a nap in the backpack, I can put the eyeball out and see what's going on if I really want to drop out or not, you know? Okay, makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Plus, we we can play, like, you know, volleyball with it and, you know, tennis and... Does the eyeball have a name? Let me tell you about my eyeball. Pro- pro- yes. Probably not. It probably only lasts for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else we want to talk about for your level up or just, just, just the, the eyeball. eyeball? I mean, honestly, that's the thing I'm most excited about. So I really didn't pay attention to the rest of it. Um, <laughs> is that a yeah, spell have... that you got? Or is that something like a, is that part of your ancestry feat? Like what? No, no, that's a, that's a spell. I mean, I may have gotten okay. something where I can grow blisters on people. You know, I don't know. Something. Oh, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, um, I, I can, yeah, do something with shadows. I don't know. But eyeball. Focus <laughs> on the eyeball. Uh, the eyeball is one inch in diameter. I know. How do you think I'm going to get in out of the backpack? Oh, yeah, that's definitely edible by Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean it could hold it in its mouth, like in uh, what is it, Erie, Indiana? Was that the thing with the raven with the eyeball in its mouth, like at the beginning of it? Goosebumps. There was some yes. TV show at the very beginning. There was like a, a crow or a raven with a with an eyeball in its mouth. I don't remember. I don't either. But yeah, I'm just just telling you, if it's just hanging around, Jasper's gonna eat it. You're gonna get a great view of the inside of an alchemical familiar. Ugh. You know that's going to be terrifying for me. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> He's going to assume you know that's what happened to everybody in the group. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Clearly, this just means that like Surya as the master of a seagull is the most intimidating party member. <laughs> Why do you think I'm not in her backpack? <laughs> I don't think she has one. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Matt. Twin Talon, what happened? So, specifically at level 9, what happened was I finally cracked the 100 mark on hit points. Hooray! Woohoo! I also took a feat called Qua Bond, uh, since he is a member of a Qua. He technically already has the skill that that would give him, so instead I took Medicine. Um, I increased Acrobatics to Master, so now I can fall very far without taking damage. I don't even remember if I have, but I have Catfall, which allows me to fall, I think it's like 30 feet at this point, and just land on my feet and not worry about it. My skill feat for this level, because I always get one, is Battle Medicine, so I can help uh, out in the midst of combat, maybe myself even. It is appreciated. Yeah, Quabon gives me Assurance in the Qua skill, which is Nature, so I have Assurance in Nature. Which means you can forgo rolling and just take a 21 right now. Uh, exactly, yes. I can take a 21 on nature checks if I just want to do that. So, mm-hmm. look out, nature enemies. I know your deal. And then... <laughs> I got... You can now set up that mm-hmm. camp That's for cool. when you're exploring the Mwangi Expanse again. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I got great fortitude, so fortitude saves are expert. And the cool thing for rogues at this level is Debilitating Strike. Debilitating Strike is a free action that if you hit a flat-footed target and deal damage, which is, like, my whole time in combat, I can apply a condition to them, which lasts until the end of my next turn. The ones I start with this level are either I can give them a negative 10 status penalty to their speed, 
or I can make them enfeebled one. Wow. Which means if I hit twice a round, I could do both of those things. There's no there's no limit to the amount of debilitations you can stack on someone, but you can only apply one per attack. So I could literally just keep somebody slow and weak until they're dead. And that's pretty fantastic. Later on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh-huh. And later on, like next <laughs> level, it's going to get even better slash worse. So I'm I'm very excited. Uh, debilitations are definitely a nice little added twist to the knife for rogues, as it were. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun level. Level nine. Uh, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this was all your idea, so I know you made That's us. Right. You made us play yeah. this game. <laughs> well, that just means I'm going to have to. Put more stronger bad guys. More stronger. Wow. This is what you guys have done to me. I mean, that could technically be correct. If there are more of them and they are stronger, there are more stronger Caught. bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Punctuation's important. Oxford comma, baby. All right. So after three weeks of gallivanting, that's what we'll call it, gallivanting. Sure. Through the Mwangi Expanse, you have all returned home. Well, three of you have returned home to Breach Hill. Knife Sword, you're the uh, showing up to Breach Hill for the first time. You go back through Hunter's Gate. You notice that the pulsing lava walls are less red at this point. They're more onyx looking as if the lava has cooled and okay. hardened and you appear back in the basement or sub-basement I guess of your citadel shall we go say hello to everyone yes we should we should probably tell them the news yes yeah and see what everybody's been up to while we're uh, what Hazel and the group's been up to since we've been gone <laughs> is Knife Sword in the backpack still probably yeah he was <laughs> sleeping <laughs> in there <laughs> she's, just, she's just gonna lean into that and she would just be like oh we have to introduce him to the Bramble Brashers don't we yes this <laughs> could be very very good or very very bad hey hey knife sword want to make friends just a second taking some measurements what <laughs> H- how how are you taking measurements in my backpack okay that's good I'm out what I was going to ask, or I was asking, do you want to make new friends? Okay. Are they edible? No, they they are like you. We have goblins living in this keep. I'm edible. Uh, let's just go upstairs. Come on. They, they did want to eat the little halfling okay. souls. Yes. Yes, they did. Onwards. <laughs> so you all head up to the courtyard, which has been cleared out, and it looks much better than when you left. Uh, You see Warble frantically pointing and gesturing to the other goblins, and she looks up from what looks like blueprints Mm -hmm. (laughs) and smiles and waves at you. Are these blueprints that we've agreed upon, or is she, like... Putting a goblin shopping mall. In the- <laughs> <laughs> She's gentrifying. <laughs> Don't this worry. place is awesome. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh dear. Brianna will approach Warble. Yes, and waves. And kind of offer her hands to, to shake. I, I don't remember if we were at the point of friendship where I could, like, scoop her up and hug her, but... Oh, yeah, Bella. absolutely. Yeah, well, Brianna will do that. She okay. missed her, her buddy. It is good to see you, Warble. Ah! I'm guessing Warble would be able to see the goblin peeking out of Brianna's backpack at this point. Especially too. when you have her up, when you pick her up, they probably come eye to eye yes. as he's like peering over your shoulder. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> I just imagine that we just get like all of a sudden like, hello. It's just that like soft pink filter and life sort of is just like, that's the most beautiful goblin I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, we need the- let's get it on, please. Here, let's whisper. <laughs> So, so, she, so are you the architect? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I don't remember her voice. I... It's been so long. Everyone else I, has been I'm, listening to this for so long, no one will remember. It's fine. That's true. That's Please fine. don't go back to episode one and correct us. Nobody wants to listen to that sound quality. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I've been working on uh, cleaning up the the courtyard, like you asked. Um, we've started making some general repairs to uh, the stairs and everything else. Uh, we've also uh, started working on rebuilding the battlements. <laughs> She's so cute! Sean just put her picture back up again. Oh. <laughs> so, uh... So if you get some time sometime, uh, I need some pointers on a project I'm working at my place. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some interior decorating and stuff. Uh, okay, uh, that sounds uh, amenable. No, no, it's not because it's in my backpack. What are you doing back there? What do you mean your place? <laughs> what do you mean interior decoration? Get out! Out! She'll, like, yeah, yeah. shake him out of her backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Upends the backpack. You see some, like, lumber start falling out, too, yeah. like, where he was reinforcing things. <laughs> How did you do this? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I needed to reorganize anyway. I'll be back later. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Warble looks at you and... Uh, what is... What are they? Who is that? These are boards. <laughs> she's she's asking Brianna. Who, who is that? Ah, uh, this is Knife Sword. Um, we we met them uh, in the jungle. They were in some trouble, and uh, we we rescued them. And uh, now they're on. You know, fo- they've followed us through the Hunter's Gate. So I'm guessing they're. Part of our party now. And apparently my newest resident. I'm going to charge you rent if you're going to be leaving in my backpack. Uh, I was thinking more of like a timeshare. No. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a timeshare... No, seriously, we can trade off. I'll I'll let you use some of the space of mine at my manor and you can have... (laughs) I can use the backpack. You have a manor? Your manor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's lavish. Is there a sense motive I can roll? (laughs) (laughs) Just so you guys remember what the Citadel looks like, I'm sharing a map. Obviously, this is the busted up version that has been worked on. 
The central courtyard that you see has been cleared out, so all of the rubble on the uh, northern side of uh, that area has been cleared out. Also to the southern has been cleared out. The summoning circle has been cleaned out. Mm-hmm. All of the collapsed stairs have been repaired. Oh, we did that before we left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those stairs to the like northeast near the entrance, uh, those can go all the way down to the uh, Alceta's rings. And Whose rings? Um, Alceta. Alceta. Is that right? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I'm literally asking because it's been so many different <laughs> ways. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes. Alceta. Alceta. Okay. Yeah, that is okay. correct. That's Alceta. right. Okay. Yeah, Alceta's rings. <laughs> <laughs> you know that there is a, what is it called? Uh, a battlement. That's the word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Above. That is where the goblins have been sleeping, because they didn't really have permission or didn't ask really ask permission for anywhere else. But they have a little camp Aww. up on the battlements, which you can tell them they can sleep in any of the rooms that you want to use. Well, they were sleeping in the in the basement, weren't they? Yeah, we told them to use the basement because it's a little more oh, that's right. It, that's it's right. secure, and also that's where they had been. Along with the, the kobolds. Oh, was it Fizzipin with the kobolds? They were so cute. Pippin Sarf. Oh, that's right. They're still down there. The mighty dragons. Might being mighty dragons. <laughs> yeah. So everything looks looks like they're you know they're doing what you ask them, and everything is going well. This is the 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 vaults of the citadel. I'm just showing you the map there. It's pitch black down here, and but the goblins have made it more homey and by goblin standards. By goblin standards, yes. Mm. They've cl- they've cleaned up all of the mess of uh, dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Checks out. Checks out. Warble gives you some paperwork to sign off on, saying that they're going to work on rebuilding the battlements. It's going to take about a month to do. They're about seven days in, and it's going to cost 630 silver pieces. I think we have some some cash on hand. We could pay for that. Oh, yeah, I think we're... Of course. Suitably liquid. You sign it. Ooh, can, um, we pay them, you notice- can we pay that in like the 16,000 copper pieces we have? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. It's more money. It'll make it a lot easier to pay wages. Like, it's let's true. be honest. It's true. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pay them 6,300 uh, copper pieces instead, which is okay. more. Everyone knows 6,300 is more than 630. So, mm-hmm. better deal. Yeah, you don't want the gold. That's only 63. You guys are the worst. As you sign off on that, you notice that the date is the 1st of Rova, 4719. Is that named after Rovagug, or is that named after something else? It is named after Rovagug. Yeah. Well, you know, why discriminate? Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I'm just gonna chalk this up to Surya has been living in a mountain for forever, and it's just like, what? What does that mean? So, Rova is our equivalent of September. Ah, uh, wow. Which is fine. I like September well enough. Wake me up. Sorry. <laughs> 
when Rova ends. <laughs> so with that, you can all go about your own ways, do whatever you want to do in town. If you need to go back into Breach Hill proper, go shopping, sell things, etc., etc. It's been how long since I've like been back to my 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 mountain lab. I kind of want to go. <laughs> we can take we can take everybody on a tour of Saraya's house. Sure. All right. Yeah, it's probably been about a month all things considered. This is the spider corner. Ah. <laughs> you guys are going to get there. It's actually lavishly decorated. It's beautiful. It's like <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you head up to a cave that Soraya picks her way through to quickly and confidently. Even better now that she's, she, can, she has a climb speed. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to keep up with you. No, I think there's a there's a there's a path that she. <laughs> she was fast for an old lady. For a what now? Hmm? Oh, <laughs> twin talon. She's an elf. <laughs> she. That doesn't mean she's old. She's old for a human. It's she's shh, very shh, lithe shh. and springy. Look at her. <laughs> just just shut, climb that mountain. Nope. Okay. <laughs> we found, she hears all this. We found an any She's tool. I just turned it. it into a shovel. <laughs> Insert in mouth. Ah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So the, the front of the cave definitely looks like a cave. And then there's a turn. And it's like, oh, this is actually like quite a nice place to live. There's, you know, she, she's an elf. She likes to live nicely. Jasper immediately does the rounds of a whole bunch of little perches and starts poking into his little caches of things he's collected over the years. Starts depositing things like the <laughs> the gauntlet finger he was using <laughs> as a helmet and whatnot, <laughs> squirreling them all back around the cave. She just kind of like, oh yes, um, come come in. I actually I haven't can't can't recall the last time I actually had guests, so I, I don't think there's too much seating, but um. Have a look around. Twin Talon, you might actually be interested in... There's um, some distillation going on that should be done by now. It's been quite a amount of time. Uh, for some poisons, I know we were talking about that in the cave with the spiders, and I'm just going to make sure that nothing is too badly decayed in the time that I've been gone. And she's got all sorts of like alch- alchemical things everywhere she's checking up on. Do, do you need any help? Um... Brianna will awkwardly stand in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm all right. It's a, it, not not too many things come in here. There's they've they've learned over the years that um it's not the best idea. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, I'll I'll just uh, I'll be here. <laughs> if you guys want to make yourselves at home, have any questions. <laughs> What do you do for fun in in here? Well, mostly I do my research. It's you know quite easy to get just a little lost in it at times, especially uh, as as Twitalin was saying earlier. <laughs> she looks at you like I heard. <laughs> it's it's um time is a little different for us. I find so I can actually get quite lost in my experiments for a month or so at a time without really looking up. There was one notable. Oh yes, there was no one one notable 
period. I don't even know how quite how long it was, but uh, when I went back outside again, well, there was Breachill. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. She, like, opens a cabinet somewhere, pulls out, like, a bottle of wine. <laughs> She's like, ah, here we go. <sighs> Looks at Seagull Teeth and is like, you can have the bottle when we're finished. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Would he even be interested in the contents of a bottle, I wonder? Probably not. That's her point. No? <laughs> She's going to pour out the wine for you, Tintalan, and herself and give Knife Sword the bottle. <laughs> no, I'd be curious to see if, if Knife Sword would even like wine. Well, she does pour in a little saucer for Jasper. What does Knife Sword do? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? Eh, kind of weak. <laughs> Jasper flaps over, okay. looks depressedly at his empty saucer, squawks at you. Aww. Ah! Spot. <laughs> <Get away. laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I would like to propose a toast to to old friends, to the ones we've lost, and to new uh, very interesting ones she will wink at uh, Knife Sword. <laughs> Come out with the eyes, my friend. Do you need another one? Here. No, 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 no. What? Ah, why? <laughs> I don't want any eyeballs. How do you why do that? <laughs> Jasper swallowed. Uh, Jasper swallows it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> Jasper swallows it. <laughs> I'm gonna proceed to curl up into the fetal position. <laughs> well, I can tell you, it does not look like the innards of any animal you've ever seen before. This is why we can't have nice things. It's just the idea of being in a bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst nightmare. Yes. I, I imagine the spell like ends when that happens, but yeah. <laughs> so you guys spend about two hours up in Soraya's cave. She does all of her work you share a glass of wine and kind of relax as best you can what what else do you guys want to do Soraya I mean Soraya can stay there and the rest of the group can wander off if that's something you guys want to do or you can all stay together um yeah once she's once she's happy with everything back there she's she's fine going off with you guys again okay twin talent would advocate to go um we have a lot of things in this bag. We should take them to town and um, sell the things we aren't going to need and maybe pick up some other things, supplies we, we might need later. Sure, that sounds like a good idea. I'll accompany you if uh, if you'd like some company. Sure. I feel like Brianna at this point is like scared of leaving people out of her sight just in case they also... Disappear? Walk off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went to sleep once, and two of my friends disappeared. No, no, I'm coming with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Saraya's got a couple things bubbling again. And it's like, oh, yes, let's go. Okay, so let's take a quick pause here and deal with selling everything. Not on the recording, because this might take some time. What? I'm pretty sure this would be solid gold. So entertaining. Insert hold music here.
Okay. So after about two hours <laughs> of <laughs> selling and <laughs> negotiations and whatnot. That was real time, people. We, we, we cut out two hours was, of... Yeah. And that is why, with annual returns at 7%, I feel that this would be a good plan, <laughs> and investing in countered is the way to the future. Thank you. Okay, so I bought some wow. goggles. I learned so much. <laughs> Knife Sword went to uh, Shark Tank to propose. <laughs> <laughs> Except yes. it's a tank of actual sentient sharks, because it's a fantasy world. Yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. If they don't like your idea, they pull the lever and you fall into the shark tank. <laughs> it's just yeah. above yeah, them. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Uh, okay. So everyone got some stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brianna spent probably the rest of the day. Actually, she's going to spend a couple days removing the runes from some of the items that were found. Yeah. <laughs> and swapping them around. It takes one day per room. I was going to ask, um, did we did we fix up the forge in, at the Citadel? We have not. No, right? Not yet. Okay, so Brianna would likely go back home to her, her family to see how they're doing, make sure everybody's okay, and then be like, hey, big brother, I'm borrow your forge now because I'm a better smith than you anyway. Bye! And kind of, yeah, do that for a couple days. So I'm going to say, you have two siblings, yes? Yes, two brothers. Two older brothers. They're going to help you as well, so we're going to cut the time down a little bit. Super. I think that I counted a total of 15 runes. (laughs) That we're so, shifting around. So five days between the three of them. Nice. Yes, exactly. So that's what Brianna is going to wind up doing over the next five days. Excellent. Um, spending time with her family and everyone's working on moving runes around or pulling them out and holding onto them and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would argue that it would be slightly slowed down by, you know, their mother's overbearingness um, as well as Brianna's constant be like, wait, I need to check on my friends, make sure they're not disappeared. Ah. <laughs> but sure. Five days? Five days. Alright. Sounds good. So, in those five days, yes, knife sword. Rob, what's, uh, what's I up? I would like to use a stealth check to get back in the backpack and start my project. <laughs> you don't even have to make a stealth roll because Brianna is too preoccupied okay. <laughs> with removing the runes. I think that Lifesword thinks it's way smaller than he is. <laughs> yeah. Or the backpack is yeah. way bigger. Yeah. The sense of scale is spatial, spatial awareness is not my thing. <laughs> so... Brianna, you're busy for five for the next five-ish days. Knife Sword is kind of working on on his masterpiece, trying to figure out how to make it work. But you know, again, he's much larger, and the bag is much smaller than he thinks. Soraya, where are you staying? Are you staying? Are you you know venturing back and forth between the cave, your cave, and the town? Are you just staying in town? 
Um, I think I'm going back and forth. I'm going to work on crafting some of my magical items. Ooh. Okay. Um, yes. Because I can make a hat of disguise. I can make feather token for ladders. I can make okay. onyx dogs figurines. So, yeah, That's I think she's going to be working on some of her more magical things that actually take crafting downtime. Okay. So... Uh, so just kind of in the abstract here, you all have as much downtime as you really kind of want um, within reason. Just know that the longer you take to the longer you hang out in Breach Hill, things are still happening in the background. What information do we have about that? We know that the star knife that we were given is is the key to the next gate, right? Mm hmm. Do we have any reason to do anything about that? The Scarlet Triad is bad business, as far as you guys can probably tell. Uh, they've, mm -hmm. you know, paid someone to essentially start an Assassin's Guild in Breach Hill. They've paid a cult to try and summon a dragon god. You probably want to keep looking for them. Okay. But you don't have really a time frame that you... But it's like, not like a specific thing other than, like, they're bad people and we should probably do something about them. Okay. Yes, basically. Twin Talon, what are you doing in at least the first five days? We're just kind of talking the first five days okay. here. So Twin Talon is going to kind of take a day, kind of go around town, see people, you know, see what's been going on, anything interesting. Just kind of catch up. He's going to probably go to Caden's Keg, spend some time there. Uh, talking to people and uh, telling people, you know, that, you know, it's unclear if Temid will be coming back. Uh, kind of telling, he probably spends a, an evening at least there drinking with people and telling Temid stories. He'll spend some time at the, the Citadel, getting to know more with the goblins and, and the uh, the kobolds there and kind of talking with Warble about her plans for the Citadel as to what would be, you know, and then and going over what has been done and kind of complimenting her her work there and he's just kind of he, he's really reassessing with coming to grips with the fact that pawn watcher's gone and and temid is gone and there are these goblins that have been very you know industrious and working on building what is essentially not their castle it's it's the party's castle technically i think it's soraya's castle since she's the one with the the deed yeah. And just kind of reflecting on everything that's happened and kind of where he falls in that as well as where he, what he thinks about his own direction and and uh, the direction of the party and you know his his place in the in the world and and uh in his group. Okay. So on the th third or fourth night fall fall asleep and it's one of those, you feel very content with everything, you know, kind of paying homage to Temid and kind of coming to your own realizations about Pondwatcher not being around anymore. And it's one of those deep body relaxing, like full body sleeps. I, I don't. I don't know any better way to describe it than like every muscle just like releases and you finally after, you know, 
three weeks of camping in a jungle. You're in a soft bed and you can just relax, not concerned about animals sneaking up on you or creatures of the night jumping you and stealing a friend away or you know that your friends are safe here right now. As you fall asleep, all of your limbs just become heavy as you drift off. Your eyelids are heavy and you drift into that sleep. As you drift into a sleep, you're bombarded with a kaleidoscope of colors. They swirl and mix in unique and strange patterns. These patterns pulse into clouds. These clouds melt into huge circles bearing a symbol of a butterfly. Suddenly, one of these circles begins to crack and chip. The cracks form the shape of a dragon's head that shimmers gold, then red. The circles explode into a multicolored shards that rain down over Elseta's ring. You see the gates that surround Elseta's rings are gone, but replacing the gates, you see pastel-colored creatures that you have met. A Mokola Membebe. A bear, an emperor bird, a warg, a lion, and a hawk. You land in the middle of the ring. A large goblin arises from the ground next to you and takes your hand. She is dressed in white and blue and has a butterfly necklace on. She gestures around the room, not saying anything. Is it... does it remind me of Warble? Yes. Okay, but she's big. She's large-sized. She's large for a goblin, so she's medium-sized if you wanted to attack her. No, I don't want to attack her. I'm just I'm just trying to get the... Uh, cause I get the impression from your description that I don't feel... Like, I feel calm. Like, she doesn't... She doesn't oh, yeah. To dread or anything. She's just... No, not at all. Okay. She's just medium-sized. Okay. So... And she's just gesturing to these, these animals? Yep. Okay. So... Twintel can look at her and look at the animals, and uh, he will approach each one, kind of putting his hand out, uh, open palm. I'm assuming he recognized them from animals he's met. The uh, you know you have Denver and uh, Big Bumble and uh, the Emperor Bird. I don't think we ever knew. I don't think they had actually names. And then the Warg maybe is one of the two Wargs that they uh, either Kalu or, or Gregorny or whatever mm-hmm. their names are. I forgot. <laughs> it's definitely Kalu, I think, is the one, and I think the other one was named after... Um, Charlabu. Yeah, Charlabu was the, the other one, the Serenray's champion, or, or emissary, or whatever it was. Yep. So he will kind of go to each of them in turn, and put his palm up, see like if they react to him, see if he can reach out and you know pet them. As you reach out, they're almost... Uh, the best way I could describe it is celestial. They're non-corporeal. Your hand passes right through them, and as it does... They kind of fade from a image of the creature into what looks like a constellation of the creature. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he will kind of go each of them turn, do this process, and he will look at the different constellations. He's never really been big on astronomy, I don't think, or astrology. And uh, he'll turn back to Big Warble. I don't understand. What are you? What are you trying to show me? As you say this to her... She takes your hand, and the goblin shifts into a large bugbear. Oh, like uh, Yelecha? Yep. And you get the feeling as if the floor drops out from under you. Not in a terrifying way, but in like a 
uh, a water slide way. Like, it can be scary, but it's more of a, a thrill and exhilaration as you're you're kind of dropping down this shaft and you see all the constellations start to swirl around you as you're descending down this again it's like a water slide descending down this tube as you wake up and you feel some sweat on your brow and you see a strange pulsing light like in real life? In real life. Is it in the room or where is it? Through your window. Okay. So he'll hop out of bed and uh, kind of go to the window and look outside and see what, what's causing the light. You see a constellation. It seems to be shifting. It doesn't seem to be... You're in this weird haze where you think you might be awake, but you might still be asleep just with the way things are. Mm-hmm. And this constellation pulses and shatters into gold specks that form into an orb and then shatter again. The fallout from the last explosion of this orb hit the ground and you wake in your bed again. This time, you're sure you've awoken in your bed. Sweat beads down your head and a cool breeze comes into the room with the smell of rain on the horizon. Alright. Can he remember where it looks like the thing fell in the dream? Yes. Absolutely. If you look at the map of Breach Hill, it looks like it fell into Monument Circle. Okay. So Twin Talon will uh, scrub up, shave his head, grab a snack, and he will uh, head out to Monument Circle to see if he can figure out if his subconscious is trying to tell him something, or if some higher power is trying to tell him something. Okay. So, Matt, we talked about this before, and you've retrained some things. Yes, that was my intention. Yes. So in your retraining, there was one decision that has not been made. Correct. And I'm leaving that purposely vague. Mm. As you approach Monument Circle, you see a small, almost bat-like looking creature on the ground. Okay. Uh, Twin Talon will kind of look around to make sure, see if anybody else is, one, seeing it, or two, reacting to it, and then he'll approach it. So as you approach it, you notice that it is a pterodactyl, a small pterodactyl. Okay, he'll uh, he'll scoop it up. Oh, well, I'll make sure it's not like cause if it's on the ground. It feels like it's is it laying on the ground or is it just like standing there? Like what's it doing? It's laying on the ground. It looks like it's injured. Okay. Oh yeah. Then he'll definitely he'll pick it up very gently. He'll like extend its one wing and then the other wing to see like what shape they're in, and he'll try to gently pick it up. You notice that the wing is a slightly damaged. It looks like a somewhat thing either attacked it or someone shot an arrow at it. There's definitely some hole, like a hole in the in the wing. Okay. So uh, Twin Talon will use his new ability to get a 21 on nature to see what the best way to care for it would be, you know, to, to know about pterodactyls. <laughs> pterodactyls. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so random. I love it though. Yeah, and he'll—he's in town, so he'll try to find some some supplies in town to make a like to swaddle it. Probably probably needs to immobilize the wing. And the best way to do that, especially if it's an animal who typically Just don't imagining speak. Imagining like you know, like the little the little bat rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Fruit bats. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then uh, I'm guessing pterodactyls probably ate live food. Um. 
like mm. fish or something like that. I, I imagine. I don't. Or uh, they were definitely not herbivores. No, I think they're. Yeah, I think they eat fish. They're, I think they're pescatarians. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Checks out. So yeah. So he'll he'll look into trying to what he can do to to nurse it back to health. I mean, clearly something has drawn him to this animal, so he is going to do his best to to take care of it. Over the next day or so, it starts to feel better. It seems to be a little peppier. However, it doesn't really want to leave your side at all. Okay. As it nurses back to health, he'll take some uh, walks with it out into the surrounding wilderness to try to help it, like hunt and like be more self-sufficient so it, it's not like because the thing about animals in real life anyway is that like if you take care of them too much they forget or they stop doing naturally type stuff and they become less aware of the surroundings things like that and they can mm-hmm. either starve to death or you know become prey to other things because they're not used to having to watch out for themselves so he doesn't want the the pterodactyl to lose that although he's not really sure what the hell a pterodactyl is doing in the middle of breach hill Pretty sure urban is not its preferred environment. Yeah. But uh, um, I'm wondering if it came through the, the Hunter's Gate or something. Like, we weren't paying attention. It's small. It is small. You begin to feel more and more attached to this pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's where we're going to stop with that for now. Okay. Congratulations, honey. Thanks. I got a pterodactyl. <laughs> so... <laughs> Would Great. you would you like yeah more <laughs> more <laughs> Look y'all thought Jasper was weird but now there's a pterodactyl and a flying disembodied eyeball so <laughs> We're just leaning in Oh boy Oh yeah well Matt would you would you like to talk about what happened here uh, mechanically? Yeah. Okay, so in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, there is a thing called retraining, where you can go back and retrain uh, choices you have made, uh, feats typically, that you can take some time to to do that. In playing Twin Talon, I felt like he was on this like split path where he was trying to be this kind of like murdering, assassin, killer person, but also he was very much tapped into he kept getting pulled into this this role, uh, Disney Princess role, as Hi likes to say, uh, where <laughs> he was dealing with animals, and it was very much more like his dealing with his his qua, his heritage. So I decided at ninth level that he has kind of thought better about it. You know, he's he's lost some friends. Being a vicious killer hasn't really helped that, and it feels like he's been trying to live this double life, and he he he's kind of just given up on the facade he's going to be who he is really so he has mechanically swapped out some feats i no longer have poison weapon i no longer have quick draw i no longer have i forget what it's called because i no longer have it basically it allowed you to increase your like one of your saves or or perception partially i swapped that that's less of the story thing and more that i finally got expert proficiency in fortitude save so that feet doesn't do anything anymore so i swapped it out for fleet which gives me five foot faster speed um also since he got the desna star knife thing eclipse and i hadn't really gotten a lot of the role play goblin stuff that i wanted out of the unconventional weapon weaponry feat that i took 
I swapped out unconventional weaponry to get weapon proficiency. And what that allows me to do is I still I'm okay at dog slicers. They're two less than my short swords, but eclipse instead of having a so for just reference right now, I have a plus 18 when I attack with my short swords eclipse. I had a plus four. Not good, right? So now, rather than having dog slices at 18, short swords at 18, and eclipse at 4, short swords are at 18, and eclipse and the dog slicer uh, would be at 16. So, not bad. Uh, not great, but it, it's much more respectable. But what I did do, though, is I swapped out those two feats that I talked about for the Beastmaster dedication, which gives you an animal companion, as well as mature Beastmaster companion, which actually makes him large in size, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He's he's actually going to be big soon. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to wake up one day and just be like, <laughs> holy shit, I don't know what you ate, <laughs> but uh, good job, buddy. That should be exciting. Yeah, and it also allows him to, or her, haven't really decided the, who the pterodactyl is, but it also allows it, so in combat before, we've seen where for Soraya to have Jasper do a thing, she has to spend an action to give him two actions. It's a minion thing across the board. So whether you have a familiar or an animal companion or whatever it is, that's how minions work. When he becomes mature, if I give him an action, he takes two actions. However, if I decide to give him zero actions on the turn, he still gets one action. Nice. Which is pretty nice. In addition to also, like, all of his stats go up slightly. So, yeah, I am now a Beastmaster, which I feel fits more of who we... Because I feel like there was, like, the Twin Talon, like, the idea we had in our head, and then, like, the Twin Talon, like, on paper who he was, and they didn't really mesh up very well. So rather than try to change everyone's perception of him, I am going to be the person that we all kind of feel that he is. No one loves. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, no one loves the guy that poisoned Alec to death. I mean, we all hated Alec. Agreed. We all hated him, and there's no conversation to be had about it. (laughs) But that's not really who he is. That was a thing that he did one time, and he's much more... Who he really is 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 this person. So he is now a guy with a pterodactyl. That's who he is. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. I love it. Yeah. You couldn't give him something a little nicer, like, I don't know, a tarasque? Does it have to be a bird? <laughs> I'm just going yeah. to let you know, Jasper is going to be in complete awe and may have a new boyfriend or love girlfriend. <laughs> constantly bringing the pterodactyl things oh yeah absolutely (laughs) jasper drinks his respect pterodactyl juice and (laughs) (laughs) so i'm in the process of building the pterodactyl's character sheet for you matt um and i will let you have that when it's done okay cool let's bounce over to brianna so you have spent the last five days in front of this forge, taking a little bit of time to like eat and drink and check on your friends. But most of the time, you have been in front of this hot forge. Mm. On the 5th of Rova, Oath Day, the 5th of Rova, I'm just really happy that I know what day it is and everything. You, it's like 11.58 at night, and you finish, and you just slump into sleep in front of the forge. Utterly exhausted. You have that heavy, again, you have the heavy limb feeling, but not from relaxation like Twin Talon had in his dream. Yours is from utter exhaustion. 
and you fall asleep in front of the forge and the heat and the fire still burning as you sleep. So as you fall asleep, you see some white doves flying around. And you see seagull teeth running from these white doves. <laughs> After a few minutes, these white doves start to form into a golden sphere. The sphere lights on fire, and in its place, you see a four-armed, winged creature. In its upper two arms, two flaming scimitars. Oh. In its bottom hands, you see it holding a bow, and its wings are outstretched. They stand about eight feet tall, and it is an impressive figure with a strong deep voice that you feel more than you hear. You see his metallic skin is hard as steel. Oh, okay. So they stand or he stands there in front of you. Yeah. Huge, holy like crap. Like I said, eight feet tall, metal body, just kind of imposing. Uh-huh. And he smiles at you. Brianna will scramble from out of bed and precipice to her heart and, and bow say honor be upon you sun lord thank you for gracing me with your presence here how how may i be of service to to you and our lady as you kneel he gestures for you to stand and you start to levitate up higher and higher oh boy (laughs) i will try not to panic As you float higher and higher and higher, you see that he is smiling in a stern sort of way, and he draws back his bow and shoots a glowing arrow that passes into your shoulder, and you feel it kind of melt and absorb into you. You feel this warmth coursing through your veins. And then he disappears as quickly as he appeared to you. Do I drop since I was you do not. levitating? You feel an itch on your back, right above where your shoulder blades are. On both sides? Yep. Uh, I will reach over to scritch <laughs> to touch them to as see what's you happening scratch, back there. You feel these long, feathery golden wings sprouting from your back. Oh my. And again, you see Knife Sword look up at you and run away in fear. <laughs> We're all birds here now. <laughs> you will bird too. No. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I think Brianna is is just in shock and in awe and will just kind of keep touching at her wings, be like, is this real? As you feel those wings, you start to see them shimmer gold and red as if they're made of fire. And they begin to fade slightly as you land softly on the ground. In my bedroom? like what, what's- Just in, in complete blackness. Okay. You're jostled awake by your mother, 
standing behind you as you're still asleep in front of the forge. Mom! She's scolding you for leaving the forge unattended and while you slept. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mama. I will... She'll, she'll grumble and get back to stoking the fire and then be like, Mama, can, can you do me a favor? She nods. Could, could you check my back for me? <laughs> I feel like I have remnants of the dream. Can you make sure I, I don't have anything growing out of my shoulder blades? If I get cuffed around the head, oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Yeah, <laughs> she rolls her eyes, cuffs you around the head, Ow! and walks away. <laughs> but the strange thing is, you do feel like you still have wings. Even though you can't see them, you know they're there. And you still have that warm feeling flowing through your body. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Would you like to talk mechanically about what just happened? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I won't. It's for me. What had happened was her multi-talented ancestry feat coming out. Um, I chose the sorcerer dedication. And as such, the celestial bloodline. So she's got a little bit of uh, magic magics under her, her wing. Not not much. Uh, she's not as cool as Knife Sword, but I thought it'd be interesting to give her more paths and routes into her dedication to to her goddess. Her domain is fire. Yes. And now I have two cantrips at my disposal. Uh, Divine Lance in honor of Temet and Disrupt Undead because that is her oath to Disrupt Undead. Yep. And you also get the Bloodline uh, spell of light. Very cool. Yay! Yay! Thanks, John. That was fun. So, Knife Sword, you're surrounded by bird people. You're welcome. All right! Any of you feathered bastards get any closer, you'll find out why I'm called Knife! And you want to stay in my backpack. (laughs) Right near the wings. (laughs) Yes. Since we're done with book two, I'm going to start something new, and that's not interrupting Haya on her turn. So I think this is a good place Mm -hmm. after five days of downtime. Um. Um. mm -hmm. Are we ever going to get back to my gather information? Oh, no, I didn't forget about it. It's a oh, new book. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a new book. I'm not going to interrupt uh, Haya, but Christine. You're interrupt me. Yeah, it's your <laughs> turn in the barrel. So uh, you're well, going to you can't tell it. us apart anyway. You're gonna, I'm going to tell you what you found out from your research next week. <gasps> Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path, are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.